Welcome to the Prairie Heights Podcast. Thanks for listening today. I hope it motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family here at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Good. It's not you, it's me as we begin this new series. I feel like God was just getting me ready this last week as I found myself twice. Once in a coworker's office, the other time at home with my husband, where I had to humbly say, it's not you, it's me. All the things that we were navigating, I had to come back around and say, it's not you, it's me. But isn't it true? Isn't it true that all of us, when we maybe get into a disagreement or we start to get into conflict or we're just navigating a messy relationship, what are we actually thinking? If you stopped and paused and made yourself process what you were thinking in the moment, most times you and I are going to find ourselves in a position where you're constantly thinking in your head, I'm right. I know what I'm doing, I was right, I'm gonna be right. And you're thinking, it's not me, it's you. But what would it look like? What would it look like if you and I, as we navigate the next six weeks of this series, what would it look like if we gained some tools in our tool belt, some relational skills in our tool belt that helped us navigate relationships uh, when they're going great and when they might be a little bit tougher. And then I just wanna take it a step further. What if not only do we get the tools in our tool belt for relationships, these skills, um, not maybe new skills, but refined skills, what if we actually put them into practice and began to live them out in our relationships? What I believe can happen at the end of six weeks is that you and I can look around in your life and my life, and I believe that you may recognize and process that you've got some healthier relationships or you're well on your way to navigating having healthier relationships in your life. And not because of what they did or didn't do, but because of the decisions that you are gonna make and some of the things that you're gonna learn throughout this series. And so let me just talk about three different categories of, of things that we're gonna learn throughout this six weeks. We're gonna learn how to deepen connection with others. We're gonna learn how to be really connected with people. We're gonna learn how to improve communication with others, and we're gonna learn how to resolve conflict with others. And when I say others, who do I mean? We're hitting the gamut of relationships. We're gonna talk about family, friends, neighbors. We're gonna talk about dating. We're gonna talk about marriage. We're gonna talk about at work relationships. So in each of those specific relationships in our lives, how do we do uh, those three things? But before we get to that, today, Today is not about how. Today is not building our toolkit. Today is all about answering one question. And that question is, why? Why do you need relationships? Why do you even need relationships in your life? You know, for many of you, you maybe came today and you feel like you're in a really good place and I wanna applaud you. If you're in a healthy place in your relationships, uh, way to go. And some of you, you're coming in today and, and maybe you would say this is an area that's lacking in your life. I wanna encourage you and let you know that you're not alone. You're not alone, you're not the only one. Um, but today, let's talk about why do you and why do I, why do we need relationships? Number one, your life depends on it. 
Simple as that. Your life depends on it. Year after year, study after study proves and indicates when we have positive and healthy relationships in our lives, our lives are better. There is proof of that. Every area of our life is healthier. We live longer when we have positive, healthy relationships in our life. Uh, let me share this first one with you. Harvard professor uh, says, he wrote an article and he said, winning a $20 million lottery won't make you happier. And that was the title of the article. And uh, I just want to stop and pause for a second. And isn't it funny how you and I want just a quick fix? We're just so tempted to believe that there's a quick fix to our happiness. There's a quick fix to anything that goes on in our life. And so we dream about the day that we win the lottery and then everything is great and perfect. And let me remind all of us, there is study after study. There's research after research that that is completely false. If you can't manage your money before you win the lottery, you will not manage your money after you win the lottery and you will find yourself bankrupt. That's not what this sermon is about, but I get a little passionate about that. So we'll talk about that at a different time. So if money doesn't make you happier, what can make you happier? The number one thing in, uh, that this Harvard professor shared, the number one thing, number one is family and friends. It's relationships. Uh, he goes on to share the U.S. Surgeon General uh, Vivek Murthy wrote, in 2017, and it's important, I wanted to keep that at 2005 years ago. And what I'm about to share with you, what the Surgeon General shared at that time that he was concerned about at that time has only gotten worse. So five years ago, he saw this coming and it's only gotten worse. He says, the world is suffering from an epidemic of loneliness. If we cannot rebuild strong, authentic social connections, we will continue to splinter apart in the workplace and in society. Can we all agree over the last 24 months, this has gotten worse? Isolation, social, uh, social isolation from people. So our loneliness, our need, and our desire for belonging is at an all-time high. Researchers have also warned that loneliness and social isolation can be as damaging, get this, can be as damaging to health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. What? I think you and I, if we were uh, out in, in uh, just our community and we saw somebody smoking and maybe that's not our story and that hasn't been a part of our story and maybe we don't know that person's story and, and what life has happened and where they're at and, and why they continue to do something that we know is very damaging to health. And without knowing all those things, we can simply look at somebody and say, your life is gonna end sooner because you're smoking all these cigarettes. But isn't it interesting that that same person can look at you and say, do an audit of your relationships, and if you aren't in a healthy place in your relationships, can look at you and say, your life is actually gonna end sooner than mine, potentially, because of the lack of relationships in your life. Isn't that, isn't that crazy that there's health benefits to having friends, uh, the research goes on to say, friendships can reduce the risk of mortality or even developing diseases and can speed recovery in all of those who fall ill. 
uh, locally, locally, right here in our community, we can all nod our heads and we can all nod in agreement uh, saying that the mental health crisis is on the rise. The need for support is through the roof. Uh, we live in a part of the country where anxiety and depression and addiction is higher than the national average. And maybe uh, through this last 24 months, you have wanted to seek help. And in our local community, I think there are many people who are willing to seek counseling help for the very first time. And, and what you'll find is a long waiting list. Because many people, many people are craving a desire to be seen and to be known and to belong and to have somebody to encourage and to talk through life's struggles with. Right here, people, right here in our local community, people are lonely. All ages, all stages of life, all demographics, all circumstances. But here's the truth, I don't need to tell you that. I don't need to tell you that. Because either you are that person and you've felt a, a, little, uh, a little more lonely than you've felt in the past, or you know somebody, you have a family member or a friend or a child who is navigating this. And so you know that, and you know how important it is to belong and to have support and to have positive, healthy relationships. Why do we need relationships? Number one, the number one reason, your life depends on it, literally. Your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health depends on the relationships that you have in your life. How long you live depends on your relationships. And here's, here's the thing, your life should depend on relationships, right? Because when we've got positive, healthy relationships in our life, when things are rocking and rolling in our marriage, when we're doing well as uh, parent-child relationships, when we've got a couple friends in our life, uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers, college students, when you've got some good, solid friends in your life, no matter what hits you that day, you can make it through. You can make it through because friends and people add great value to us. It's so valuable to be in good relationships. And uh, next, what I wanna kinda shift a little bit is, next you gotta start to process like, who are those people? Okay, who are those people that you begin to surround yourself with? Well, who are the relationships that you bring really close to you? You know, the ones that you could call at 3 a.m and they would pick up the phone, the ones that you could drop your kids off last minute and they will take care of them, the ones that when it's 20 below, they aren't gonna just order you groceries online but they'll go get them and bring them to your doorstep. <laughs> I'll probably order them online. I don't like to be cold. It doesn't mean I love you any less. <laughs> Do you have some of those friends in your life? Do you have some of those people in your life who would drop anything to come and, and to be with you, the people that you deeply trust, the people that you count on? Uh, Jim, Jim Rohn, he's a renowned businessman and he has said this for years. He's written books about it. He says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I know what's happening right now. Right now, I know what you're thinking. You are right now wondering, is the person sitting next to you, do they bring your average up or down? 
guess what? They're thinking the same thing about you. Do you bring my average up or do you bring my average down? But here's what's important. It is important for you to assess the people that you bring closest to your life, that you bring into the, all the ups and downs of your life. And if the closest people to you, I'm just gonna give a couple scenarios, if the closest people to you sound like uh, one of them uh, lies to their spouse on a regular basis, another one cuts corners every chance they get at work, Another one is lousy and flippant with their finances. If, if, those, if that behavior and those habits are front and center of the people that you're surrounding yourself with that are closest to you, it's not gonna be long until you are behaving and acting and your habits fall in line the same way that the people closest to you. And so it's important that you begin to process that. I did that several years ago. And I, and I gotta be honest, I, when I've heard that, I've heard that quote by Jim Rohn, I've read his book, and I, I didn't really believe it when I first heard it. Cause I'm like, you know what, I'm independent, I make my own choices, don't tell me what to do, I'm not that easy to live with some days. But maybe you feel that too. You're like, I make my own choices. Nobody influences me. I thought that too. And I remember I was sitting across the table. I was at a restaurant in town with a friend several years ago. And I was listening to her story and listening to what was going on in her life. And I remember thinking, in my head, I'm thinking, I would never do what she's doing. I was like, I will never, I would never do what she's doing. It was not six months later her and I are spending all our free time together. It's not six months later and I'm doing the exact same thing that six months earlier I said I would never do. Influence is real. We think like the people who are closest to us begin to think because we're doing life together all the time. And so I wanna encourage you to really take this seriously because the people that you surround yourself are affecting you in a big way. And I know me and I know you, there are seasons and times where we make choices that are maybe just unwise. And if you're finding yourself in that season at any point, I wanna encourage you, anytime I find myself and I've made a decision or a choice that just seemed unwise, I, I literally, I head to the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. So in the Bible, the Old Testament, that's before Jesus, there's a book, it's called Proverbs. It's one of the wisdom books. And literally, it is chock full of just that, wisdom. Where there are one-liners that are cut and dry. They are simple. There is no room for gray. And out of God's word, we can gain wisdom. And so I want to go into Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Gray? No. Pretty black and white. Walk with the wise and what? Associate with fools and? Okay. What if we just all did that? And it's so hard, right? It's so hard. Because there's a lot of things in this world that like feel really good. And when things feel really good that give us pleasure, whether they're good for us or not, 
We can be tempted to lean that way. And so what would it look like to have wise friends around you, wise people around you that surround you and help breathe life into you? What this verse is telling us is be careful who you choose to surround yourself with because no doubt you will become more like each other. You're gonna be influenced most by the people you spend the most time with. And I know some of you right now might be thinking, well, that doesn't sound very, like, very much like Jesus. Didn't Jesus just love everybody? Yes, Jesus loved everybody. Jesus would have dinner with, Jesus would teach to, Jesus would be around anybody. He would be around the person who's lousy with their finances. He would be around the tax collector who cheated or uh, invited other people to cheat with money. He would be around the liars of society. He would be around the prostitutes. He would be around the outcasts all day, every day. That was his mission. He would love everybody. But what did Jesus also do? Jesus was so wise. He was such a wise leader. He brought three people extremely close to him that he spent the most amount of time with, that they got to have special experiences together. They got to do things that other people didn't get to experience with Jesus because there was high trust there. And so what would it look like in your life if you were really strategic about the people that you brought that close the people that you brought that close to your life. Some people call it the inner circle, the people that are, are just uh, gonna be there for you no matter what. Uh, we also find a scripture in the New Testament. It comes from the book of Thessalonians and the Apostle Paul, he's writing a letter. And in Thessalonians, I'm going to read it here in just a second, he's writing this letter to Christians, to people who believe in Jesus. And in this letter, what he's writing to them is he's letting them know that in this world, there's going to be trouble. And there's going to come a day that Jesus is going to come again. And when Jesus comes again and, and we all go to heaven, because he's talking to believers, people who know Jesus, when we go to heaven, it's going to be like paradise. And he's trying to encourage them and to say like, when this world is filled with trouble, don't get defeated, don't get distracted. And here's what he shares in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, he says, so encourage each other. He's telling believers, people who have Jesus at the center of their life, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. He's saying, it's okay, it's okay. You gotta be surrounded by other people who are gonna help you. And so do you have people in your life that when life gets tough, they're gonna be there. They're gonna cheer you on. They're gonna champion you. They're gonna believe in you. Have you ever hit a, a time where there was an obstacle ahead? There was something you needed to break through. And did you have people that were all around you saying, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. I don't know, maybe right now you're thinking about a time, but if that's hard for you to come up with, like what does that look like? I got a great example. Go ahead and take a look at this. Bring it up hard and breathe down fast. Hard and fast. Let's go, boy. Don't fall. You gotta stay on your feet. Don't fall. Phoenix, go straight through. Back up. Make a fight. You said it's a good one. Now hit hard. Yes, you can do it. Come on. 
Yes, you can do it. You gotta do it now. Look at me. You have to hit it hard, though. You cannot hit it light. You have to hit it hard. Go. That's not hard. You touch it. Come on. Come on. I have watched that video well over 25 times, and I am telling you, every time, tears well up in my eyes. Because don't we all want that? We all want that. We want people in our life that when it gets hard, they're going to start chanting our name, and they're going to say, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And then when we do it, they're going to just surround us and say, see, I knew you could do that. Do you have some people like that in your life? They're gonna kind of come around you in your everyday life and support you and encourage you and lift you up. Doug talked about it. That's why we do groups here at Prairie Heights. One of our values is choose community. Like intentionally choose community. Choose to be around other people who wanna have Jesus be the leader of their life. And they wanna walk through this life together, everyday life together. And so today he talked about, right after service, you can meet some of our leaders. And this is a picture of all of our amazing leaders. I'm so thankful for them that they're choosing community and they're leading the way and saying, we want Pray Heights to be a place where everybody and anybody is welcome. And then we want to help people get connected in groups to have what that little kid had, that when it's time to tackle something in life that you got a group of people that are praying for you, you got a group of people who are helping you with wisdom when you don't have it, <laughs> that are helping point you back to Jesus, who are simply just caring for you and your family. And so I know there's a lot of you that are brand new to Pray Heights, and this idea of getting connected in a group is like, not for you. I just want to encourage you, would you just think about it? Would you maybe uh, just process that a little bit and um, just remember that we all need relationships? And if you want to get closer to Jesus, one of the best things you can do is get in a group with other people who want to get closer to Jesus. What's the number one reason why we need relationships? Because your life depends on it. Because your life depends on it. And what I want for you is everything I've talked about so far. I threw some numbers at you and some research and some data and some, some people who are really wise. We've read some scripture. It was all a lot of this. But I bet you the second you saw that video, you saw what it can feel like to have relationships in your life and relationships that matter. I want all of us to have that. So the number one reason why we need relationships is because your life depends on it. Number two, you were made for them. You were made for relationships. Last week, I wrapped up a series called Take a Minute, and we talked about that God made you on purpose for a purpose. Like when you were knit together in your mother's womb, 
God was making you and crafting you like nobody else in this entire world and he did that on purpose. The same way that is true, he wired you for relationship. You were made, you and I was made, you were made for relationship, to be in relationship with him, with God, and to be in relationship with other people. Um, uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, he's a psychologist, and over the last two decades, he has been in, extremely influential in all types of leadership industries throughout our world. And he is exceptionally good at giving language to what we need in our relationships and how to apply that to life and to leadership. And so I'm just gonna read what he wrote because it's better than what I can come up with and he's smarter and wiser and he's seen it over and over again. So I want you to lean in. I'm gonna say it slow. Some of it's gonna be on the screen. Uh, lean into this, super wise. Dr. Henry Cloud says, bonding is the ability to establish an emotional attachment to another person. God created us with a hunger for relationship, for relationship with him and with people. And at our very core, we are relational beings. No matter what circumstances we, we possess, or what, I'm sorry, no matter what characteristics we possess or what accomplishments we amass, without solid emotional connection, connectedness, without bonding to God and other humans, we will suffer sickness of the soul. Said another way, without a solid, bonded relationship, the human soul will become mired in psychological and emotional problems. God made you and I for relationship, and when our relationship with God is broken, when our relationship with our parents is broken, when our relationship with our spouse is broken, when our relationship with our child is broken, when your relationship with that friend is broken, when those emotional bondedness that we so desire and crave because we are wired for it, when it is broken, what happens is it does not help us on our path to living a healthier life. What Henry Cloud says is the human soul will become mirrored in psychological and emotional problems. And when, if you take an uh, audit of all your relationships and if you start thinking about your relationship with God and if your relationship with God is broken and you don't have security in that relationship, you don't have a foundation in that first relationship, what's gonna happen is deep in your soul there's there's some stuff that's going on and that's gonna be reflected in all of your relationships and the people that you surround yourself with. And so right now, I know that there's a lot of you that you might be thinking, hey, I, I'm good, I got good friends, I'm surrounded with great people, I feel well supported, I applaud you, that is amazing, incredible. I know there's others of you that you're thinking like, I really need relationship, I really need this. I need to heal some broken relationships. Some of those marriage relationships, parenting relationships, friend relationships, I need to heal those relationships. That healing can happen. 
But here's the thing that I want you to know, and it comes right from Proverbs. Proverbs 18.24, it says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. We already read that earlier in Proverbs, right? Proverbs 13.20 said, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Proverbs 18.24 says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. If that's the story of your life today, there's still hope. Listen, it says, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And who is that friend? That friend is Jesus. That friend is Jesus. And did you know that God loved you so much, he did not want to be in broken relationship with you. He wanted to bridge your relationship with him. He wanted us to have a chance to have relationship with him. And so what did God do? God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come to this earth to bridge our relationship. But here's the thing, the only way for you and I to bridge that relationship is to receive Jesus into our heart. And when we receive Jesus into our life and into our heart, what that simply means is it means that we've been living apart from him and, and we say, God, will you uh, forgive me of my past sin? I believe that Jesus died on a cross and I want Jesus to lead the rest of my life because get this, God did it on purpose so we would have Jesus with us here on earth. In John 3, 16 and 17, it says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. What does that mean? That means that when we die, when you receive Jesus in your heart, you're going to heaven. And we get to party in heaven for eternity, forever. Verse 17, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. He wanted to bridge his relationship with us. And so he sent his one and only son so that we could have relationship. And so as we talk about relationships, as we get into this relationship series, the very first relationship you need to assess is your relationship with Jesus. Where are you at? Have you made a decision for Jesus to be in your life? And I wanna add just a little bit more in this. You can choose to not be in relationship with God. You can choose to not have relationship from God. You can choose to live apart from God. You can make that choice. Many of you have made that choice. Many of you are making that choice. You can do that. Here's part of the truth of that decision. You are gonna spend your whole life looking for people and things to fill the one void in your life that only God can fill. Because God made you for relationship with him. And the longer you choose to live apart from God, the longer you are gonna try to have money fill that void, have that person fill that void, have that career success fill that void. How do I know that? I know it because it's my story. I lived 24 years to be exact, apart from God. 24 years of my life. I'm 37 years old. I live more of my life apart from God than I have lived with God in my life. And I chose to live apart from God. And I'm telling you, in that short time of my adult life, up to 25, 24 years old, I was looking for anything and everything to fill a void that only God could fill. And so I just wanna encourage you today, if that's you, 
I just wonder what it would look like for you to make a different choice. What could your life look like if you made a different choice in the one relationship that matters most? And so I'm just gonna pray in just a moment for those of you that wanna make the decision to say yes to Christ, to invite Jesus into your life for the very first time. And then also as I pray, I just wanna talk to those who've been walking with Jesus for a long time. And I just wanna remind you, maybe you're married, uh, maybe you're a single parent, maybe you're a college student, maybe you're a high school student, middle school student, no matter what stage of life you're in, I wanna remind you, if you've made a commitment to follow Jesus, uh, part of that commitment is that he's the number one relationship in your life. And so as I pray, I want you to talk to God. I want you to pray with me. And, and if there's anything that you've put in front of your relationship with Jesus, I just want you to talk to God about that and say, hey, I'm sorry. I've put this in front of you. I've put that in front of you. I've put this person in front of you. because God wired us and made us for relationship. And when our relationship is bonded with him, when it, was, when it is foundationally concrete with him, we can have healthy relationships with other people. So I just wanna invite you today, uh, first to make that decision, and second, if you've been walking with Jesus, uh, is there anything standing in the way? of your relationship with Jesus being the number one relationship in your life. And so I'm gonna keep my eyes open as I pray. I'm gonna invite everybody right now, go ahead and close your eyes. If you're watching online, you can close your eyes. And I'm just gonna say a prayer. Hey God, uh, the first prayer I wanna pray is, if there's anyone here today that um, wants to receive you for the first time, that wants to say, hey God, I've been living apart from you. And I, wanna, I want you to be the center of my life. I wanna ask for forgiveness of my sins. I believe that Jesus came he died on a cross to save me from my sin and to connect me with my heavenly father. And I wanna live with him being the leader of my life this day forward. I want him to be my friend, my advocate. I want him to be my everyday counselor that is with me and the Holy Spirit will guide me when I make the decision for Jesus to be in my life. And so if that's you today, I just wanna encourage you, will you just raise your hand right now? Nobody's looking or watching. If you're online, you can go ahead and click a button and let us know. Um, if that's the prayer of your heart, will you just throw your hand up in the air? Let God know, hey, Jesus, I want you in my life. I wanna make that decision today. God, thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And for those who have been walking with Jesus, right now, is there anything standing in the way of Jesus being your number one? If Jesus being the one thing in your life and if there is, would that be revealed right now in this moment? God, I thank you for these people that are here in person. I thank you for the people online. I thank you for what you're helping us discover in this moment. And I thank you that you are our forever friend. You are our best friend. And when we are in relationship with you, God, we can have security and we can have hope. And so we thank you today for that. We pray all this in your name, amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com give for more information. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thanks for listening and God bless.